Howdy! Welcome to episode 8 of the Therian Talks, Therianthropy in the Media. I am Zephyr Nazumi, the big fluffy derpy tiger, and I am joined by Dust Wolf, the big bad friendly wolf. Hey there. So today we're going to discuss Therianthropy in the Media, and this is kind of a hot topic for the community in general. It's something that is very personal to a lot of us, and we want it to be brought to the attention of the mainstream or researchers or... Well, it depends on the individual, actually. There are a lot of different reasons that we could want the mainstream to hear about our stories, but it's also a very sensitive topic, so sometimes we're a little cautious about how we should approach this, or we're a little... We have some opinions as far as how we should be represented in media. I would like to add to this that the reason that we are making this episode specifically is to also help the larger community or also people outside of the community to understand that we do discuss these things within the community. And yeah, one important thing to understand is that in the Terrian community, there are no particular leaders. The entire community is just a collection of people that have come together and prepared resources that other Terrians like and servers which build communities. But the people who manage these websites are not leaders of Terrientropy. They are, they are just, you know, like me, for example, they are software experts who happened to have this ability to prepare these communities. So it's, it is important to realize that what we say on the Therian Talks is our opinion of how things are within the community. Like Dusty said, we are not necessarily intending for us to be like the voice of the community or to be the end-all be-all. What we are trying to do is to help the community give its voice out to the mainstream and, well, even to other members in the community. So it's unfortunate, but there is this kind of etiquette in the background that an individual should not speak for the community. One person should not try to be the quote-unquote voice of the Therian community. And it seems like only those who kind of ignore that etiquette will be the ones who do speak out. And in doing so, it leads to a misunderstanding of what individual experiences are and actually can damage how the mainstream perceives Therianthropy in general. And this is kind of leading into the topic that we want to discuss, which is how Therianthropy is represented within the media. There are a few different perspectives that were presented to us by uh, members of our forums, discussed on various occasions. And in this case, we would like to present two examples so that you may understand the broad spectrum of discussions that we've been having. One of the positions held by Wolfstotter in a forum post that we will link in the description states that if we should not speak for the community, then only the people who ignore this etiquette will speak for the community. So, in other words, we are creating kind of a situation in which the only people that end up representing our opinions are the people who ignore our etiquette. And this can be somewhat frustrating, especially for people who have been in the community for a longer time, because their experiences may not be represented by the individual. Again, Sometimes the documentaries that have taken place make us seem like we are looking for attention or we are trying to be seen as special or something along those lines. Sometimes these the representation that we're getting is from people who haven't even been in the community for very long, so they don't know what the community atmosphere is or what the general reflection of the experience is. So it's kind of frustrating for people because... 
it's difficult for some of us to step forward and talk about these things. Again, we don't want to do any damage to the community, but by not stepping forward, we're also doing some damage because we're not giving correct or accurate information to the media. And one of the points that was described on the thread in question is how some of these representatives are quote-unquote selected to take place in these media representations. And more often than not, it's that adult members within the community have harder time scheduling, whereas younger members may have more time to participate in these sorts of recordings or documentaries or things like that, even if, again, they don't know entirely what they should be trying to represent, or they don't realize how what they do could be damaging to the rest of the community. Well... There is also the point that the people who seek to actually make documentaries about us often do not have our best interest in mind. They are trying to make basically like a mockumentary. They want to make a shock value that will attract viewers of the general public to be glued to the screen so that they can sell advertising. They are not looking to create an accurate representation of what the entropy actually is. And because they are not looking, then it's very unlikely that we will actually get any kind of documentary that accurately describes what entropy is, and mixed with the fact that the people who have spoken up often do not care about the rest of the community, this creates a circumstance in which any representation we have in the media is almost certain to be completely incorrect and very flawed. Right. And, I mean, within the community, I think the number of people who are comfortable with doing things like public speaking is relatively low (laughs) compared to the main population. Um, I've always been terrified of it myself, but, I mean, how often would you expect to see a tiger go up in front of a crowd? You know, they don't do that. (laughs) So, or if they do, you better run. But it's that one individual may not necessarily have the entire community's interests in mind. But the counter is that some of us are just afraid to go out and talk because our words may be manipulated or something after the fact. So it's like, which one's better? To talk and have it possibly manipulated or to not talk and have someone say the wrong things? So one of the solutions to this that Wolfdaughter has suggested is that the community should have people who are representatives of the community, that the community should somehow elect leaders of some kind or ambassadors who will go out of their way to just use every opportunity to speak up for Terrians, because that way we could ensure that if there is a message being sent out about what Terrians are like, that at least this message would be accurate as possible. And that's why it's important for, I know at different furry conventions and things like that too, there are sometimes Therian panels or things along those lines, and it's very important for anyone who can go there to give attendance and to listen to the stories of everyone else and kind of get a better idea of what everyone else is going through and how they think that those outside of them should interpret therianthropy. Not everyone should feel like, again, they're trying to be the voice of the therian community by any means, but it is important to try to correct misinformation and to try to provide the correct information experiences so that people understand and relate a little better to therianthropy. Yeah, so this idea is that by providing an additional voice in the community, by providing a counterweight to some of this very inaccurate information that was sent out by other exceptions, so to speak, that we will make things better. But of course, this is just one of the positions, and many people in the community argue that this is actually not beneficial. 
and this is where we get to kind of an alternate position because you know the media that do cover us are not interested in portraying us accurately and they will use whatever tools are at their disposal you know like edit what we say in order to make it sound like cringy and basically again and inaccurate because they are looking for shock value and if we are actively not providing shock value then either they will just not convey our message or they will simply seek other people who will provide this shock value. Right, so there's this kind of conundrum, like do we try to speak up and have our words possibly mixed around, or do we just stay silent and let people who misrepresent us take the spotlight altogether, and it's it's a very difficult thing to try to approach. Especially when, you know, uh, in these talks and in documentaries and anything like that, it's usually just one person's opinion or one person's experience of how the entire experience is perceived. So it's very easy for one individual to miss out on the bigger picture and to remember some of the points that need to be talked about in large. Yeah, well, the position taken up by some people here is that nobody should ever try to speak up for the community because the results of this can only be bad. And if we do end up being contacted by people who want to make documentaries, we should, as uh, community managers, try to isolate this information as much as possible to prevent young people who might be inexperienced, who might be hopeful of doing something positive in the documentary from you know, taking the bait and becoming the laughingstock of the community, so to speak. So I do think that it's important for people to become more confident in voicing their opinions, but I do think that it's got to be approached very cautiously. I think one of the problems that a lot of people who are in these documentaries don't think about is, again, how it can damage the community at large. And I guess when that happens, when, when someone's approached by someone with the intention of maybe hearing their story or whatnot, the individual should probably think about, okay, so what parts of the therianthropic experience do I want to represent? Am I doing this talk entirely for myself, or am I trying to help people understand something that's a little bigger? I think one of the important things that you were trying to say previously was regarding speaking up at community events, for example, at cons, is that actually bringing out a lot of the discussion that we have on these topics is just closed discussion because we have it within communities which do not allow the public to view what is being discussed. And it's a really important part uh, of actually bringing this information out and just enhancing the discussion with this information which is otherwise being hidden. So I do think it can be a good thing that we have people speaking for the Terrian community in public in you know when there are like people who know how to speak in public when we have people who speak in public with a direct audience instead of a recording for a documentary where things could be edited and changed so this obviously is something that could be beneficial one of the things that i've also seen at conventions is that some people who attend they do have the best of intentions with this sort of thing, but they are still very timid or shy to discuss their own personal experiences. And I know I've talked before in previous episodes that I have a lot of anxiety and things like that too, but still in those situations, I try to stand forward and be the one to break the ice about some of these things and kind of put myself out there so that that way, deeper conversations and deeper understanding of therianthropy or what we're experiencing starts to take place. So it is important to... I guess kind of be a little vulnerable also in that sense and figure out, okay, how can I help others be comfortable with discussing their own personal experiences? 
Yes, because this is actually what I consider to be like, why should the, the public care about therianthropy? And we do have a few reasons why we should be talking with the general public about therianthropy. One of the main reasons that many of us can see is that if there are people who are not familiar with therianthropy yet, who have these experiences but don't know what to call them, then if we have materials out there in the public that they can access, then they might be able to realize that they are therians and start looking for us. Also, as we have mentioned before, it could be a very useful tool for correcting misinformation. We could be actively going out into the public to show to people that Terrians are not all, you know, cringy people uh, who are just looking to stand in the spotlight and pretending to be special, you know, that we are politicians and engineers and people with serious jobs, so to speak, who are also Terrians. And bringing this information out there could be very valuable for the Terrian community. And it can be kind of difficult, but I think it's important for whoever is considering going out and talking to a media source or talking in a panel or anything like that to wonder, you know, again, why would this matter to somebody else? If you don't think about that question beforehand, it could just seem like you're trying to get attention. You're trying to seem special. You're trying to ask for special permissions or something like that. I know, like, I remember seeing somewhere someone said that, you know, well, what are Therians going to ask for next? Like, to have litter boxes and bathrooms. That is absolutely not what we want. You know, we want to be taken seriously, but if we only approach these things and we're not at all relatable, why would the mainstream even really care? A lot of us have struggled, again, with therianthropy from time to time. It can be something that makes our jobs more difficult. It can make things like social interactions more difficult, too. So there is benefit and value of our stories getting heard, especially from a scientific perspective, because that could allow people like psychologists to say, okay, well, this is a legitimate thing. How do we help these people? It helps us perhaps become more integrated with society and helps society understand more about our experience. On the other hand, you could argue that by making information about the entropy public, then we, in a way, make ourselves a target. Like many people who have important careers, either they're politicians or lawyers or, you know, wildlife professionals in the end. If their employers knew that they are Terrians or that they identify as Terrians, that could have, you know, negative professional consequences for them or maybe even legal problems in some cases. Like, for example, they're engaged in various legal battles and what is better than someone, you know, just picking up this news story about them being, you know, like this special snowflake Terrian and just using that as a way to discredit them in court. This could have serious consequences for some people and maybe this is an important argument why not to make therianthropy something that the public has to deal with. Because in the end of the day, we can be Terrians without anyone ever knowing about it. We don't have any need to make ourselves public. And I agree. And again, from my personal perspective, I wonder, you know, if my employer finds out, how could that impact my career? But it's important for me to voice myself because with all of the things that I went through as a teenager and doubting myself and some of the struggles I went through with therianthropy, I think that it's important for me to tell my story and to possibly help other people either not feel crazy or to figure out how to integrate themselves better with society. So it's really a difficult thing. Like, in a sense, I could be putting myself at risk. I may not be. But what's the reward for it? And I know that some people are very afraid of talking in the public because, again, they may have very astute careers that could be on the line if they do represent 
therianthropy in any way, shape, or form. And it's unfortunate, but it's it's how things are. It makes it scary for some people to talk about their experiences. And we were talking earlier about actual uh, ways that therianthropy has been depicted in the news to date. And I've been able to, by studying the traffic logs of Therian Guide's website, I was able to figure out that there are certain public news outlets that talk about therianthropy and they do offer links back to our community for people to check us out. And in reviewing this information, I've figured out that not all depictions are bad. There are a few specific experts who have written completely decent understanding articles about Therians. And there are news articles which you would consider yellow pages who have written basically unbiased information about us. So it's not all bad regarding the news, even though the few documentaries that we have had maybe haven't portrayed Terry Entropy in the best light. And I guess it's worth pitching here, too, that if someone is approached by someone from the media saying, you know, we'd like to do a documentary on Therians, do your research. Uh, if you look back at their history and they do focus on, like, cringe documentaries and things like that, it's probably best to tell them no thanks. What we would like to have is positive representation in the media and, again, correct information. So there's always a chance that, yes, someone can manipulate what we say after the fact, but it's better to err on the side of caution, I think. And if something's giving red flags, it's probably best to just assume that if they have a history of publishing cringe articles or documentaries, that's probably what they're going to do with this. But then again, it is also fair to say that every single documentary that we have about the reentropy so far, and do note that some of these were created with the best of intentions, ended up being very cringy and very, very not flattering of the reentropy. So... It's not completely clear-cut, you know. I think it is worth saying that there is a good argument for just keeping Therianthropy to ourselves and not making it very public. All right, so I guess to wrap things up, I would like to thank you all for listening, and I would like to thank those of you who are participating in the live chat right now for submitting some of your questions. I know we did not answer everything, but we're trying to keep everything relevant to the topic. If you feel like we have not completely covered this topic or if you feel like you may have an opinion that may need to be included, feel free to get in contact with us. We are trying to treat these topics as things we can revisit in time, so please don't assume that this particular podcast covers everything on this topic. We will continue to provide new content as needed. You're welcome to post it in the comments or in the forums, as you prefer. I wanted to say specifically that it is not our intention to, again, speak for the community and support. We are just providing one of the different voices regarding the discussion that is ongoing within the community. And if you think we're wrong, that's fine. Let us know. I know that I will accept any kind of feedback that we have in that regard. Just don't yell at us. And would like a special thanks for uh, Bomarius, who allowed us to use some of his music for the intro and outro. He's a Therian, a very talented musician, and we invite you to check out his channel. Well, thank you all for listening. We know it's been a while, but we are glad to be back to record. It's good to be back with Dusty again, and we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you all.